It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We got our first look at the 2022 Washington Commanders on the field on Tuesday. And on this episode, we're diving into our offensive observations on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My partner, Chris Russell, not here for today's episode but he is one half of the Russell Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime, along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter. I am at dharrison82. Chris is at russellmania621, and the show is at LO Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders podcast your first listener view of the day. On Tuesday, the team got started with their first week of OTAs, and we got our first view of the team at practice. And we're going to start this conversation with the only way we can possibly start this conversation with quarterback Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz joining the Washington Commanders for the 2022 NFL season, and quite honestly, might only be for the 2022 NFL season. We'll have to see what happens because as we've talked about, as we've chronicled, the Washington Commanders really not on the hook for anything guaranteed or that they that would tie them to Carson Wentz beyond the 2022 season unless they absolutely wanted to. Uh, and all that thanks to the trade from the Indianapolis Colts during the offseason to the Washington Commanders in, in exchange for some draft, draft picks, some draft capital, uh, things like that. If Carson Wentz plays over 70% or 70% or over, of uh, the offensive snaps this coming season, then the Indianapolis Colts get a 2023 second round pick for Washington. Otherwise, it's a 2023 third round pick. Of course, the idea being that if Carson Wentz is going to play 70% or more of the snaps, it probably means this team is either competing or in the playoffs. So that's what kind of led us here today. And then in between there, we have a whole lot of comments from Colts personnel, uh, fans thinking this thing, media thinking this thing. All the talk has been about what happened with Carson in Philadelphia? What happened with Carson in Indianapolis? What happened with Doug Peterson? What happened with Frank Wright? What happened with Jim Irsay and everybody else? Finally, thankfully, we can talk about something that's happening, not something that has happened, something that is happening right now, not something that happened in the past. It's only one day, but it's a day that I've been looking forward to for quite some time because we can talk about Carson Wentz. In the lens of what he is doing for the Washington Commanders. And to me, that is a beautiful development. First, let's talk about Carson's demeanor on the field because look, you're the quarterback of the team. People want to know do you do you get along with your teammates or get along with your coaches? Are you frustrated? Are you down on yourself? Are you happy? Go like what's your demeanor? What's the leadership tone 
that you are setting for the team on the field. And then, yeah, when you have the, the baggage that Carson Wentz has attached to him, people are going to watch even more. So I promise you I wasn't the only person watching Carson Wentz in between reps. But here's what I saw. His demeanor on the field, for one, one thing that stood out, talking to Scott Turner, the team's offensive coordinator, during the practice. I mean, it, it was obvious. They're, they're obviously talking while Carson is in there, taking snaps, taking reps, you know what I mean, throwing the ball, trying to execute little bits of the offense, make calls, you know, check signals, and, and all these other things. But when Carson wasn't at the line of scrimmage, wasn't in a drill physically, there were moments where I saw, I'm, I'm trying to watch a lot of different things, but I would turn my attention to Carson every once in a while when he was off the field, or not off the field, but out of the outside of the rep, right, uh, on the side kind of watching. And I saw multiple times, you know, there's talking to Scott Turner. You can tell he's asking questions, and Scott's kind of breaking things down, saying, okay, here's what you should look for, here's what I want you to do, or here's what I need from you. And Carson's very receptive. He's open to it, not a lot of arguing. It looks like he looks like he understands what he's, what he's talking about, nodding his head, all these things. So right off the bat, relationship between the offense coordinator and the quarterback again it, it looks to be cordial if not professional uh you know might even be borderline downright friendly here uh pretty soon so that's number one number two listening to calls in his helmet while he's not even in the rep again behavior when he's not on at the line of scrimmage not under center not the guy with the ball in his hand don't make a mountain out of it right i'm not saying he's going to be an all pro because of it or a hall of famer because of it but look he's 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 on the side uh, of the rep he's not in the actual rep he's got his helmet up to his head and he's listening to the call and then you see him after he has the call you see him kind of going through the motions and he's pointing he's kind of sending out signals kind of going through the motions himself saying okay here's what i see here's what i would do here's what i would check to getting those mental reps physical reps always 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 super important but those mental reps can be important as well next observation i had motivating these guys when they came off the field again when he's not up there at the line of scrimmage, taking the snaps. Guys are coming off the field, receivers, DBs, what have you. Guys are coming back after making a play or after going through a rep. He's giving them high fives, giving them, giving them some motivation. Those are the kinds of things you want to see from your starting quarterback. Uh, again, going through the calls. You know, he wasn't the only one. Cole Kelly, you know, quarterback that you're not going to hear a lot of uh, probably during this process. But he was also on the side there, kind of going through the checks and everything. Those are things you like to see. What what we didn't see, he's not Dak Prescott, right? If you go back to the Dallas Cowboys appearance. On hard knocks, right? Dak Prescott is out there on the field. He's joking. He's laughing. He's flinging the football around. He's kind of talking to other players as they're doing things and talking to the coaches and kind of poking fun. Carson Wentz isn't that guy. Maybe we get to training camp because they're longer days or more consecutive, all those things. They know each other a little bit. Maybe we'll see that personality come out a little bit. But as of right now, that's just not really his demeanor. But again, nothing standoffish about him. He wasn't off to the side. He was in the group with the mix or in the mix with the guys the entire day. That's what you want to see. Now, that's all personality, right? And, and and let's be honest. Like When you talk about the concerns involving Carson Wentz, most of them are mental or personality-based. Well, let's talk about the play because that's where I think most of us, if not all of us, agree Carson Wentz is an upgrade over quarterback Taylor Heineke, the starter from last season. And, and I wrote it for Sports Illustrated. Uh, I said it on another podcast that I appeared on after I got back from the OTAs. I'll say it here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. This is not meant to be a slight towards Taylor Heineke, I think. What Taylor Heineke did last year with the skill set he has, the the abilities that he brings onto the field, uh, and the weapons that he did have when they were healthy and when they were available, I think he did the best that you could expect him to do. But there are limitations there. There are limitations in his his football IQ. There are limitations in his arm talent. And after seeing Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke on the field together, you see Carson take a rep, then you see Taylor take a rep, or you see them side-by-side side taking a rep. The difference in arm talent is very, very noticeable but there's some other things. 
focused and deliberate. Carson Wentz, he didn't look like he was questioning or kind of second-guessing or just kind of winging anything. Everything he did looked like he was done on purpose, and I think, again, that, that speaks to the mental acuity that you want to see from your starting quarterback. Jahan Dotson's reps uh, during during drills, even against air, no defenders, you know, wasn't always uh, against the defender. But what I did notice that every time Jahan Dotson came up in the line of wide receivers to take a, take a rep and to go run a route, Carson made sure. If he wasn't already the quarterback up in rotation, Carson would go up, he'd tap the guy that was up there and say, hey, listen, I'm going to take this rep uh, as a starting quarterback. He would come in, he would take that rep to Jahan Dotson, and then the rotation would continue. And I like that a lot because Terry McLaurin's not on the field, so you want to see him get comfortable with the weapons that he's got. Jahan Dotson is going to be a big one. Accuracy at each level. Now, again, I was watching defense. I was watching offense. I was watching a little bit of everything. So I didn't see every pass that Carson Wentz threw on Tuesday. So if he threw any major bombs, like 60-yard bombs, I didn't see them. So that's what I'll say. I did see short check down, screen pass type plays, quick screens. I saw intermediates over the middle, on the sidelines, all those. And I'll tell you right now, the guy can make every throw on the field. Shouldn't be a surprise. These are things that have been being said all offseason. But Carson Wentz can absolutely make every single throw on the field. Were they all on target every single time? Absolutely not. And I don't think it's fair uh, to expect them to be on the first day throwing to these guys. But what you want to see is, can he get to the ball, the left hash, right hash over the middle, underneath on the side quickly into a screen without setting his guy up? Yes, he can. He did it. He showed it. Um, he was intercepted at one time. Coach Rivera said that that was a great play by made by veteran cornerback corn elder. I was watching the ball on that snap. I was watching the get off from the line of scrimmage. Then I was watching Carson's drop back, then his throw and delivery. So I don't see, I didn't see what Corn Elder did, but other people around me did at the, in the moment and said it was an amazing play by Corn Elder. And then Coach Rivera kind of confirming that in his press conference after practices. Now, one thing I didn't see from Carson Wentz, which I was very, very happy about, at least I didn't see enough to, to really upset me, is my quarterback practice pet peeve, which is. I know I can't be touched, so I'm going to sit here in the pocket until I get the perfect throwing opportunity, and I don't care how long I sit here for. I saw other quarterbacks on this team stand back in the pocket, and you basically look at them and you say, that's a sack, that's a sack, that's a sack, that's a sack. Oh, now you threw the ball, it's complete, and then they fist pump and say, yeah, good rep. To me, that's not a good rep. Maybe I'm too harsh on guys, I don't know. But what I did see with Carson Wentz is he got the ball, got back, back into his drop, stepped up, got the ball out of there in a timely fashion, didn't take what any practice sacks, as I would call them, uh, on his way, at least not most of the time. And then command of the ball in the rain. It was raining out, you know, out there on Tuesday, but it didn't bother Carson Wentz. He was able to make the ball uh, or get the ball out on time, get it on point, get it delivered to the right spots on a consistent basis. So first look at Carson Wentz, your Washington Commanders quarterback. I would say a success, successful outing. Not perfect, perfect. I'm not telling you go draft him in your fantasy team in the first round, but for what it's worth in the context that it's in, a very good outing for Carson Wentz. Obviously, there were more people on the field than Carson Wentz, right? So we're going to get into some other offensive players that stood out. But first, our next partner has a product that I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because I needed a way to get a solid dose of vitamins early in the morning without having to swallow a handful of pills. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. I wake up, I mix my AG1 with 12 ounces of a water and juice combination, and literally anyone can do it, even if you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself 
and it costs you less than $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that website is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. For your next listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Believe it or not, guys, Carson Wentz, not the only player on the field for the offense on Tuesday. So let's focus on some of the other players, but let's make a, a specific focus first here on the rookies. Okay, so we're going to go in order here. First round pick, wide receiver Jahan Dodson out of Penn State. One of the guys, obviously, uh, go back to the rookie minicamp. We were looking at him heavy. We were looking at him very, very often. Looked good in his routes. Looked good getting off the line of scrimmage. Looked good securing the pass, bringing it in. But that was indoors. It was dry. It was climate controlled. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure. Yeah, there was media there, but there were no fans there. It wasn't Carson Wentz throwing the football, right? You can kind of go through the motions uh, a little bit and just kind of get the rust, kind of get the nerves out a little bit. This, it was showcase, man. I mean, you're on the field, you know, your, your veteran teammates are out there. Terry McLaurin is not there because he's dealing with the contract situation, which means you could be the number one or number two wide receiver as long as that uh, carries on here in, in your first week of practice in the National Football League. You've got your new quarterback who's a veteran. Uh, you, everybody's kind of looking at you to be a reason that this offense really kind of takes off. And there were fans. There were a select number of fans in attendance at practice as well. I don't know the details on who they were. I assume probably like gold season, you know, season ticket holders or something like that. So a little bit more eyes on a little bit more potential pressure for Jahan Dotson, but Jahan Dotson really looked completely unfazed by any of the additional elements, including the weather. Uh, I think everybody at some point in time had an issue with bringing a football in, you know, that's again with the wet, that's kind of to be expected. But for the most part, Jahan looked really good getting off the line of scrimmage, getting into his routes, into his stem, out of his break, coming back to the ball or getting the ball, securing it in his hand, tucking it and taking off with it. He also went back uh, and fielded punts in the very early part of the, the practice session. They were doing a lot of special teams work. And both of your, your last two first round picks, Jamin Davis was on the punt team, doing some protection, doing some releases, getting downfield. And Jahan Dodson was back there fielding punts. He was asked after the practice uh, about fielding punts, and he basically said what you would want every first-round pick wide receiver to say, and that is anytime he can get the hands his hands on the ball, he wants to. And so if he can field some punts, he would be more than happy to do so. So a good outing for Jahan Dodson, looking every bit the part of a first-round wide receiver. Third-round running back Brian Robinson Jr., he was another standout from the rookie minicamp. And honestly, and if you go back to Chris's preview episode of the OTAs that we went to, uh, he actually asked the question, is he going to stand out again 
Would he be in there with the first team offense? Would he be in there kind of eating snaps? And in the early going, I'll tell you right now, he was not. Brian Robinson Jr., uh, if he, again, I wasn't able to watch every single thing going on every single t- every single snap uh, on the field because there's a lot of different things going on there. But if Brian Robinson Jr. got a first team rep, I didn't see it. And I know there's a couple other media guys that saw some tweets from some of the guys that were on hand there, uh, guys like Ben Standig out of The Athletic and stuff like that. Um, some people tweeting that they also didn't see Brian Robinson get reps with the first team. Is basically Antonio Gibson with the first team, J.D. McKissick kind of filling his normal role. Brian Robinson Jr. getting the second team reps with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, and then Jarrett Patterson getting the third team reps with Sam Howell. And that kind of brings up another topic. Um, Darren Haynes of WUSA 9 and I were on the sideline. We are talking, and we like Brian Robinson Jr. We don't, however, think that Antonio Gibson is completely devoid of being able to run between the tackles or with power. Um, we said that on this show as well, but I think Brian Robinson brings a level of power or a power running ability that's just a little bit of a notch above what Antonio Gibson does, to be quite honest with you, and takes a little bit of pressure off of him, especially if he can be used as a receiver. Spell AG, don't force him to carry so much of the workload. And I think Brian Robinson is fully capable of doing it. Where we're concerned is, is Brian Robinson going to do so much that he eats into Jarrett Patterson's snaps and then in, in doing so potentially eats into Jarrett Patterson's development? Because we feel, you know, and, and again, I feel confident speaking for Darren in this environment just because we talked about it together, um, that Jarrett did a great job last year and, and, you know, it was limited opportunities or whatever, limited role. But I think he did a very, very good job showing his potential and then looking at him at camp, very sure-footed on a very sloppy field, still looked very solid, ran with confidence. Really like what I see out of Jarrett Patterson, but I am a little bit worried, I'll, I'll be honest here, that maybe his snaps are going to get impacted a little bit more than maybe we had originally thought when Brian Robinson Jr. was first brought in. We'll have to see. That's that's a lot of guys to hand the ball to, and Ron Rivera was asked about that split you know, between getting guys work, and and that's that's a good problem to have, I suppose, but at the same time, if you're, if you're a fan of a guy and you want to see a guy get out there and get some work, it is a little problematic. So we'll see. Brian Robinson Jr., though, uh, second team work. Almost exclusively, if not exclusively, Jared Patterson. Then with the third team, AG getting first team reps. JD McKissick obviously sprinkled in there, and, and JD looking really well uh, coming back from his injury that cost him the end of last season. Moving to the fifth round, offensive rookies, quarterback Sam Howell, tight end Cole Turner. Again, Sam Howell ran the third team offense. Looked like a good quarterback. Looked like he was a good fit for that group. Looked like he he knew what was going on. Didn't look lost. In any way, at any way, shape, or form, or at any time on the field, don't recall any head scratching throws or you know just wildly inaccurate throws, anything like that. Looked like a guy who does not look like a rookie quarterback. To be quite honest, he looked very, very in his element. And I know that's not like the sexiest analysis in the world, but I think saying that a fifth round rookie looks like he's in his element on an NFL practice field uh, really does say something. And again, you know, it's it's one day of practice. It's me. When you look at Sam Howell, you look at Taylor Heineke on the same field. I think Sam Howell's arm talent stands out above Taylor Heineke's right now. Again, the experience, the knowledge of the scheme, football IQ, all those things. Taylor's got the notch or the the head above Sam. So I think still obviously QB too, but Sam Howell definitely holding his own here early. Tight end Cole Turner, uh, really probably the winner of rookie minicamp earlier uh, this month. Did some good things again in practice. He got some first team reps, got some second team reps. I mean, he's all over the field. Uh, John Bates also looked really good all over the field. So Cole Turner is definitely going to be a guy, especially as Logan Thomas continues to try to come back from that ACL. Uh, I, I will tell you that I really like what Washington has going on their tight end position uh, from the young guys. And then, of course, looking to see 
of Logan Thomas can come back as well. So looking forward to seeing more of Cole Turner uh, as we get things going. And I really want to kind of want to see how he navigates once the pads come on and the hitting starts. Seventh round guard, Chris Paul, exclusively third, uh, third team, as you would pretty much expect. Um, didn't get to see a lot of him. He's, he's a guard. He's on the inside. I'm not an offensive line expert anyway. I will tell you that Ron Rivera was very happy with his offensive line, even with having to replace some of the guys like Brandon Scherf from last season, even with Chase Roulier still on the mend. So that is our rookie class uh, review from day one of OTAs. Next, we're going to talk about the return of wide receiver Curtis Samuel. And we're also going to list three things we want to see the next time we get to see a Washington Commanders practice. But first, we're going to talk about our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, including the Washington Commanders at over under eight wins this coming season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Commanders fans, one more segment here today. We've heard about it. You've read about it, and it turns out the rumors are true. Curtis Samuel is back. Well, Curtis Samuel is here because it's hard to be back if you never really got here in the first place, right? I mean, let's be honest here. Curtis Samuel, free agent acquisition last year, uh, coming to Washington from the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I know the Washington Panthers whatever you want to call them, uh, had a groin injury and it nagged them all training camp, nagged them all preseason, nagged them all season. Uh, the end result, Curtis Samuel only plays in five games, technically played in five games, really. I mean, really didn't play in some of those games. Had six catches for 27 yards total, played just 84 snaps for the entire season. So, I mean, uh, yes, he technically played. Yes, he gets credit for the year. Really not uh, a member of this squad in 2021 but he was back we've heard about it we've heard him saying he's feeling good the doctors say he's feeling good head coach Ron Rivera saying he feels good looking forward to seeing it and he was on the field for the first day of OTAs and guys he looked good um teams don't like us to give anything away that's really super strategic so I'm just going to put it to you this way all the things we talked about that could happen with Curtis Samuel in 2021 it looks like the Washington commanders are, are looking and planning to make those things happen uh, here in 2022. And look, I'm be honest with you. He was one of the first guys I looked for when I got to the field. We arrived at the practice field. Obviously, I look for big number 11, Carson Wentz. I also look for Sam Howe. I also look for Coach Jennifer King just because she's been on the show. So, you know, uh, a friendly person here at the Locked On Commanders podcast wanted to see uh, what she was up to. And standing right there was number 10, Curtis Samuel, right there with AG, all those guys. And, and I said, okay, number 10 is here. He's got his jersey on. He's got the the compression pants on. He looks like he's ready to do some work, uh, but we've been duped into this before. And I looked around like he ain't got his helmet in his hand. So I was like, don't get your hopes up yet. He doesn't have his helmet in his hand. They get over. They do some stretches. They do some warming up. He goes over. He grabs his helmet. So, okay, he's got his helmet. He's got his helmet, guys. All right, let's let's, let's see here. Let's see what's, what's about to happen. 
Uh, he gets his helmet. He kind of goes through, does some some runs, some get offs. You know, get us gets off the line of scrimmage. The coach is there, goes ah, and they do some hand fighting and they get off. All right, cool. Okay, okay. Then the quarterbacks come over. I'm like, all right, now let's see what's really going to happen. Boom! Curtis Samuel hits a five yard slant, puts his foot in the ground, plants, cuts, hits it full speed. Love it, and that's all we saw from Curtis Samuel all day was full speed and. Uh, after practice, he was asked how he feels, that he feels good. Ron Rivera was asked about Curtis Samuel's injury, uh, whether it was a thing of the past, and, and Ron did say basically they're hoping they can put all this stuff behind them. And Curtis really kind of expressed that he's really appreciative of the fact that he can go out there, run fast, go full speed, and not have to worry in the back of his mind what's going to happen the next time I take a step. Of course, injuries are always a part of the game, so you, you hope the best, knock on wood, that Curtis Samuel really is all the way back because I'll tell you, just one day, seeing him back out there, seeing him be able to do it, um, and then kind of seeing some of the strategic things they might be able to do with Curtis Samuel in the lineup. It's really, really exciting stuff, guys, that you're, enjoying, you're going to enjoy seeing if you get the chance. So hopefully Curtis Samuel is here to stay, and that brings us to the next things we want to see from this offense, three things we want to see from this offense next week. We will be back out there Wednesday for another session of OTA practices available to the media so what do I want to see next week when we go out there? Chris, I believe, will be out there as well. I'm going to keep the asks, honestly, kind of low right now, guys. I'm going to start with Carson Wentz, and it's going to be funny because under the Carson Wentz ask, there's actually four different asks. So from Carson Wentz, I want to see you more in tune with your receivers, tight ends, and running backs. Duh. It, you know, today's day one. You're going to get some days without the media around watching, without fans around watching. want to see a little bit more uh, being in tune. Keep the, doll, the, the ball down more. Carson Wentz was a little high on a couple of the throws. You know, nothing too too egregious, nothing, you know, too bad like what we saw uh, in 2021. But still, let's see you bring that ball down a little bit more. I'm going to chalk that up a little bit to the rain. And then again, not knowing all of his receivers. So that chemistry, that being more in tune with the receivers to bring that ball down just a little bit more. Honestly, I'm hoping to see a little bit more interaction with his teammates. I don't need Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? I don't need him dancing in the music or flipping the ball around or talking trash to guys while they're running routes. But I would like to see just a little bit more of a, of a brotherhood camaraderie. You know what I mean? It's not a requirement. If I don't see it, it's not like the world is going to fall apart or the sky is falling. But you would like to see a little bit of that uh, brotherly love, I guess, going on between players and teammates there on the field. And then no interceptions. Look, the one interception was a Corn Elder, uh, really good play, according to all involved. We saw it again. I didn't see what led up to it. I only saw the actual, you know, when the ball flew into his hand. So I'll give them credit where credit is due. But I mean, that's just a challenge for every quarterback. Don't throw interceptions, right? So that's Carson Wentz, what I would like to see out of him. That's number one. But all of that is one item for Carson Wentz. Look, you're the most important position on the field, bro. That's that's what you get paid for. Number two, veterans in attendance, even if you're not practicing. We've got some defensive guys I want to talk about as well, but that's going to be on tomorrow's episode. Offensively, Terry McLaurin. Look, I, I get the contract situation. I totally understand it. I don't blame anybody for wanting to go get paid. This game is dangerous. You could tear your ACL. Uh, cutting in the grass, you know, on, on the very next snap. So I don't blame you for not working out, but I do. I would kind of like to see Terry McLaurin be in attendance uh, on the field, even if you're not participating uh, in the reps. You know, again, not my decision to make, but just something that I would like to see next time. And then number three is better weather. And I understand nobody can. I'm not complaining about it. Nobody can control it. I get it. Um, I actually do applaud the Washington commanders for staying outside, despite the fact that it was raining out, because I think it's kind of good to get those challenges in early and kind of maybe uh, bring that team together through that struggle because, look, you're not going to have perfect game uh, conditions throughout the season. You play in an open stadium, so you're, you're, even your home stadium isn't a dome. you got to be able to do these things in a little bit of inclement weather, and it was a little bit of inclement weather. I mean, I just had a jacket on, no 
rain hood or umbrella or nothing, and I was perfectly fine. So a little bit of inclement weather, but would like to see this team in better weather, maybe see you know how they do when the, the field is dry and the sun is shining, um, maybe see if we can get a little bit more excitement out of maybe a little bit bigger uh, plays out of Carson Wentz and this offense. So again, that's my offensive review from OTAs on Tuesday uh, at Commanders Park, the Innova Sports Performance Center. Tomorrow, I will come back with my defensive side. We'll look at everything that I saw on the defense, including the three things I want to see from the defense the next time we head over there, which will be next Wednesday for the next media available session of OTA practices. Until then, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. Now make your second listener view the Locked On NFL podcast. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insight and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back. But until then, if you've got questions or topics you want us to discuss, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, part of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation, covering your Washington Commanders. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here at the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.